It is Wednesday, hump day. Welcome to another edition of the Walkway to Fight Club. I am Stephen Mielhausen, content editor from DAZN News, and it is January the 12th. Holy freaking moly. It is Wednesday. We're in the middle of January almost already. Good gosh. 2022 flying by. Before we get in there, I want to thank everyone for downloading, listening to the episode with Brock Breaker. Really appreciate it. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. It's simple. If you haven't downloaded yet, and I don't know why you haven't, it's simple. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club on any of your on any podcast platform you listen to. Walkway to Fight Club is there for your viewing and listening, your listening pleasure. So make sure you guys do that today. Before we get in our guest today, we got a banger. He is the former WCW heavyweight champion of the world, the master of the self high five, master of the diamond cutter, the creator of DDP yoga, now entering the podcast space. DDP Snake Pit with Jake the Snake Roberts and Conrad Thompson, the one and only DDP Diamond Dallas Page. We talk a lot about the podcast, why he did the podcast, what convinced him this was a good idea, who can who convinced him and how would be the only way he could feel it would be successful. If that makes that jargon probably makes zero sense, but who convinced them and who he needed to be on the team for to for this project to happen? Um, who he feels right now is the most over person in wrestling? The answer shocked the hell out of me, and I didn't even have to ask. He just brought it up, and I thought that was quite revealing. And who who is ahead? in the wrestling war, in his mind, and what he watches more between AEW and the WWE. But a little personal note before we kind of we go off and you hear enough of me and we get to DDP. I just kind of want to... I had COVID. Let's come out and say it. I don't reveal much of my personal life. I don't really... I'm a very... Just a private person in nature. I always have been. Even though I'm a journalist. And I use my mouth for a living. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not one to get myself all worked up and reveal everything to the world. Like on Facebook, I just promote my work, an occasional thing, like picture or something about my kids, and very rarely I do that. And talk about my wife. I, I don't really even do that much. And. And that's a choice. I keep social media to work, to promote myself. I don't talk about family. I don't talk about things going on in my life. And I, I, I more often than not don't feel the need to. But for this, for some reason, I did. Cause it, because you see it going on in the world right now. And, you know, talking to fighters, whether it's in MMA, boxing, or on the wrestling side. And talking about COVID. And DDP talks about COVID today, and we talk about that, and he, a little bit of controversy regarding COVID. I, I felt like it was a controversial take. And 
It sucked. I was very tired. Had a cold. I felt like I started not feeling good. And this was the week of Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. And it was the middle of November. That week I just started not feeling good. And usually when I'm on the road, I don't really go out. I always kind of, I get my focus and I always feel this way. I'm on the road. I'm here to work. I'm not here to play. I'm here to work, and that's what I mainly do. Once in a blue moon, I will go grab a bike. Like I did during Fury Wilder Fight Week. I went and had a really great dinner and an eye-opening dinner with Andreas Hale of Sporting News and Mike Coppinger of ESPN. And but that kind of that's one finger. <laughs> and and had a drink post Fury Wilder with Jeremy Herridges from fansided.com and I just really wasn't feeling it. I just laid down a lot. I didn't do anything. And it really wasn't on my phone. I slept a lot. It's like, man, I'm like, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I felt like I had a cold and I just kept having a cold. And then, you know, I was home for Thanksgiving, was in Vegas for Haney Diaz and I felt okay, but I still was feeling off. I felt better, but then, like, started not feeling it again when I was in Tampa for Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, too. And I was, like, telling people I got home, and I was okay. I Like, the, the day or two later, I was home, and I was, like, oh, man, I feel good. And then nine days later, I started not feeling good again and took a test, and it took longer than I was hoping to get the results for it just because of rising cases in the world and the country and came back positive last week, late in the day, and... But now I might not feel great. I'm, all my energy's back. Don't have a cold. Feel good. Feel good. I, I still look good. I always look good. <laughs> but just, I'm not going to sit here and tell you be vaccinated and all that. But if you, if, please just wear a mask. I'm not the biggest fan of masks, but I, I've always worn mine. I've always been really precautious because I'm going on the road. I'm responsible for my family. I'm responsible to do my job for DAZN, and I feel that obligation to the my employer who is investing in me and a lot of money to go on these ventures. So that's kind of my my take on that. And but just be safe, be careful, do everything you can. It's messed up world right now so just stay as safe as you can that's the best tip i can give you but enough of me you don't want to hear me you want to hear from the master of the cell 55 the master of the diamond cutter the former three-time wcw heavyweight champion of the world the creator of ddp yoga the greatest self-promoter in pro wrestling the one and only ddp diamond dallas page you're entering the podcast space, Diamond Dallas Page, DDP Snake Pit. You're joining Podcast Seat. You're doing it with Jake the Snake Roberts and the Podfather himself, Conrad Thompson. And I think the question I have, DDP, is what made you decide to enter the world of podcasting and join us in the media? You know, I really didn't really want to. Um, I, 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 I declined everybody because so many people wanted me to. You know, get on their, um, you know, their platform 
whether it was Podcast One or Westwood One or whoever. And I just, you know, I don't have the time, really. But me and Jake, you know, after the resurrection of Jake the Snake, and anybody who's not seen the resurrection of Jake the Snake needs to, because it'll blow your mind. Jake's where he was to where he came to in 18 months. And, you know, got off of, on top of, you know, got in great shape and, you know, got mobile again, um, but also got off booze, pills, coke, and crack. Um, and he, he had to really want to do that. Like I couldn't, I'm not a rehab guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you, the, the story you tell yourself is everything. And if I can get you to understand that, then you can change your life in an instant. And then you got to put the work in continually. But with Jake, we hadn't talked and we've, you know, we, we've got a full blown production company down here in, uh, Atlanta, GA, um, where, we, um, you know, we do AEWs. Uh, if you say, if it's not in the ring, pretty much my company does it. And we, uh, you know, we do all the packages. We do all the interviews. You know, I got a team that goes there every week and, and, you know, just does production for them. So we're a full-blown production company. And Jake and I were doing an interview uh, just to catch up, like, uh, like, where's Jake now? Yeah, and um, what ended up happening out of it was like a half an hour. It went super smooth. Yeah, it was like one, yeah, it was one take deal. Jake actually texted me on the way to the airport, saying, uh, "Man, you have really upped your game. Your storytelling. Your you know how to not step on each other and how to work with me and and uh, you know." get so much information he goes because i was really blown away he said uh he said uh we gotta do this and i texted him back do what he goes, <laughs> we gotta do a podcast we gotta do a podcast and he's like i'm like dude you know you know they've been trying to get me i don't, I don't want, really want to do it and he's like i want you to do it with me like me and you together and it's tough for me to say no to Jake when he when he has something that he wants to do because you know Jake without Dusty Rhodes and Jake Roberts I don't have this you know mm-hmm. this life you know so I said all right I'll tell you I'm only going to do it though if Conrad Thompson gets involved because me and Conrad are good buddies and yeah. have been for years and I was you know at that first you know all in where he was doing he was already doing the podcast with Pritchard and Bischoff and. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, and maybe started with Shivani at that time too. So I had like three podcasts going, which I know Conrad. I'm like, dude, you got a multi-million dollar mortgage business, yeah. you know, in Huntsville, you know, in uh, Alabama. And I'm like, man, where you're making the time. And, and what he did with that whole first big podcast thing at the all in thing, that was really impressive. And, you know, I watched him over the years, add more guys and more guys. And I was like, Jake, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it without Conrad. So I never thought Conrad would say yes. Cause he's already got seven podcasts. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I said, he's running a multi-million dollar business along with, and uh, he said, God, I'd love to do it with you two guys. Absolutely. So, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> we've already we've already got the first four in the can. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they will start being released January 4th. Correct. And the first two episodes deal with um, uh, 
they deal with just like people know because if they've seen most of them a lot of the people have seen the resurrection of jake the snake uh you know it's on amazon prime and so a lot of people it's been on netflix it's been on a bunch of different platforms and um so they know what i did for them but they don't know why they have a little bit of an idea you know mentor thing but they don't know how we met and how we our lives kept crossing each other's paths you know they have no idea so that's the first two weeks. That's that's what we talk about. Okay. And then it goes in. Conrad is such a great. Like he could ask me one question, and me and Jake could talk on it for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like. And, and, and if I mention I can't remember his name or I can't remember that date, boom, he's got it right there, jotting on the spot. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's pulling all the stuff up. It's like I always kid around. Like my daughter's name is Brittany, and. If we want something, we just ask Brittany. Brittany <laughs> if she doesn't know it, which she's really smart, but she, if she doesn't know it, she go, she knows it in the next five minutes. Yeah. So that's Conrad. You know, so Conrad is a plethora of knowledge. And uh, the interesting thing we started to do, too, and I just heard it's on Amazon Prime, is the show Heels. Yes. Now... No one's talked about that. It's been when they first came out because it was on Stars. A lot of people didn't see it, yeah. you know? So it was a very small amount of people. And the reviews were great, according to, not reviews, but the, uh, you know, the um, the meter that says the people thing. Yeah. You know, like how many people you're watching. And, uh, and, and gave it a high rating. Like, the, the hottest show right now out is Yellowstone. Correct. And... And Yellowstone's like an 86 rating. It's, you know, it's a great show. Got yeah. a great rating. Heels has a 96. Correct. So now the show's good. And that probably came from wrestling fans and non-wrestling fans. And because the first episode, I know I, I we review everything. And there's times where you say if we like it. And we say that's bullshit. Exactly. Yeah, like that would never happen. We throw flags here and there, but overall, we, it, we we're only into our first two episodes right now. Um, but we're going to get people to watch that show, and they're going to talk about it. It's going to get a rebirth. And like I said, you know, it's on Stars. They got a second season, which I'm really happy for those guys uh, because this is wrestling. You know, the wrestling community doesn't really know about it yet, but they're going to in the next month, you know? You know, the one thing I really, reading the press release and what what you were just talking about there, DDP, is the fact that it's not your typical wrestling podcast. You're doing more than just wrestling. Because, like you said, you named some of them, like Bischoff and Tony and Bruce and, you know, Kurt Angle and a couple other ones that Conrad's doing, (laughs) and they're all wrestling based podcast where you're going yeah you're you, you and jake will sprinkle in some wrestling but you're going to do a bunch of other different stuff that has really nothing to do with wrestling and 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 quite honestly i'm not and i've said it to people that are helping out with the podcast i find it refreshing because it's going to be more than just pro wrestling yeah and and, and the longer we go <clears throat> meaning the longer we go you know time wise as far as month two months three months five months six months yeah We'll still talk about wrestling, you know. We'll get, the, but Conrad guides that. We, he just, he, he, it's really interesting. I really wanted to get the beginning part, so I talk a bunch right in that first episode. Yeah, because I got to tell how you know 
I met Jake and, you know, how impactful it was in my life. And, you know, I, I get into everything. Most people, a lot of people don't know a lot of the shit because I've never really been on a platform to tell it. Yeah. So if someone comes in, it's going to be really like, if you come in, you can pick it up right where we are, but you really want to go back and watch the first 10 episodes, you know, and then it'll bring you up to speed. So it's kind of like, you know, binge watching, like kind of like what Eric did with 83 weeks. Yeah. You know, because you really needed to hear about week one to really understand week 32. True. You know, so, you know, that, that, that is something that, uh, you know, I think, but we also, it was really interesting. The guy who's producing us is, is my business partner and he is the director of the resurrection of Jake the Snake. Um, he's not the director, but he's one of the executive producers of my documentary, Relentless, where the both of them, uh, Resurrected Jake Snake and Relentless are both on Amazon Prime. And Steve was one of the executive producers that put that together. Like, he's an amazing storyteller. Like, we have something that just went out up on our DDP Yoga page. And remember I said this. It's on a DDP Yoga Facebook page, and it's a guy named Ted Evans. He's 87 years old. He's been working with us since he was 68. What you're going to see happen over this seventh month time that we filmed him, so it's like a little mini doc, like maybe 10 minutes, and then you're going to see a next step, which will be about five minutes, and then you're going to see what happened because of it. Okay. And it's going to be so inspirational that, you know, you, but if you only see the, the, the final product, you're still going to be blown away, but not as much as you knew the backstory. So I think people will go backwards and find out how this even happened. And uh, I don't want to spoil it. When it comes out, you'll know about it. And you'll go, okay, I was talking to DP last week. He told me about this guy, Ted, and you're going to talk about it because it's going to blow your mind. Oh, I can't. Now you got me all jacked up, DDP. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to see it now. Well, that, I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned Steve Yu because after our first two podcasts that we did, the, the next day, Steve was like, man, I was really blown away by how inspirational Jake was. Yeah. Like the shit he was saying. Like, you gotta, you gotta remember that me and Steve went down and we filmed Jake week one. Or should say day one. Yeah. When I walked in there, man, and I saw how he was living and I saw how beat up he was. He's over he he lost ten pounds. He was he was down to two ninety seven, which is all of Jake wears his weight all of his time. Okay. And you know, that's the worst place to wear your weight because all that fat goes into your organs. And um, he was so crippled up and so depressed and literally waiting to die, like wanting to die. And I felt a little spark by the time we left, but just the shit that was coming out of his mouth, like no filter. Um, Steve said, so what do you think? I said, you know, bro, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to have a real conversation with 
one of my best friends, yeah. my mentor. You know, I, I don't know because the shit that we it got to a point when he was living with us that he would say some shit back then. Because you got to remember, there's so much fog, yeah, on the brain. Like this whole COVID thing, fogged out a lot of people's brains. Uh, but Jake had decades of booze and pills and coke and crack decades so the fog on him was like a freaking you know in a london fog it was so thick and he would say shit sometimes i go what the fuck are you you don't say shit like that and it got to a point where i was like dude if you're thinking about saying something i go say the opposite like that's how bad it was yeah today you know, Jake gets a little freaking dark at times, no matter what, or a little blue, you know, with his comments. But that's Jake. Yeah. But they're funny, you know? And, you know, very rarely does he ever cross that line anymore where he was living on the other side of the line. So I didn't really think I'd ever have a conversation with him again. And here we are doing this freaking podcast. And Conrad said to me, was, like, as soon as they finished one, he's like, wow, he's like, no one's doing this. No one's doing this. This is like you getting to be a fly on the wall and Jake and DDP are hanging with Conrad just talking. And that's all yeah. it should be. That's all it should be. Yeah. And that's where, that's where we're at with it. And uh, I love the first couple episodes. Jake's coming back up here. We got to film a couple of more of them. And I want to get to where we're like just two weeks out. I just want to get him in the camp just because Jake, you know, he's got, and now he's got COVID. Yeah. So I'm really glad I did. <laughs> you know, because you never know how bad COVID's going to be. Exactly. Um, but I, he thought he was bulletproof, too. So did I. I mean, he never got, I'll bet you, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in do what you want to do. Take the vaccine or don't. Yeah. But don't tell me what to fucking do. You know, it's my body. And uh, ain't nothing FDA approved. And I don't believe in those fuckers either. But ain't nothing to prove. So you know, I'm going to do what works for me. I spend so much money and so much time on my health because I'm 60. Going to be in four, four months, three months. I'll be, uh, I'll yeah, three months now. <laughs> I'll be 66. You know, and you know, 76 going to be here tomorrow. I want to be in the same shape I'm in right now. And I spend a lot of time and money working on my health. Yeah. So I'm not gonna put anything in my body. I already had COVID. I got the I got the antibodies. And uh, you know, if I get it again, I get it, you know, but they're not gonna tell me they're gonna give me some kind of injections because it's just it's my body. And I respect people who want to take the test. You yeah. know, I totally respect it. But for what I see, all those fucking NBA guys and all those NFL guys, they got the shot. They still all got COVID. Right. You know, so what the fuck is it? You know, so, you know, to me, it's just like, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's kind of like Republicans and Democrats, like, these guys are never going to get along, ever. All they ever do is fight. Like, people say, so what are you, red or blue? I go, fuck both of them. Right? I hear you. You know, and and that's the kind of shit we're going to talk about, too. You know, we, we, we we won't get there probably for a couple of months, but we're going to go wherever the fuck we want to go. You know, because it's it's just a conversation, you know, with me and Jake. That's really what it is. You know, but backpedaling a little bit here, I want to congratulate you, DDP. You got you got recently married, and congratulations oh, yeah. to you and your and your beautiful wife. And I got to admit, 
when I saw how it all went down, I showed my wife of seven years and she looked at me and she's like, there's no way that was possible. And I'm like, <laughs> she just looked at me and she led it. She's like, if you would have done that, I would have kicked the crap out of you. And I'm like, well, I'm not handsome, six foot four and look, and looks like, looks like an Adonis. So DDP can get away with that where I can't. So congratulations. Sorry. Well, the way you did it. Well done. Thank you, man. You know, uh, it was, it was magical. And you have to understand that my wife, she's a, I, I, I dated her nine years ago, 10 years ago in May. I, I met her in the airport and I was like, who is this gorgeous girl in front of me? And, and she turns around and looks at me and she goes, Hey, she goes, do you know Ira Dean? I was staying with Ira Dean in Nashville that weekend. I was up there for a charity okay. show uh, to do a charity thing. And Arthur's video had just gone viral. So after eight years, my company's about to be an overnight success. Yeah. You know, in $548,000 of my own money, not other people's money, my money. And she's a yogi. And she says, that's why she noticed me. And she goes, you're Ira Dean's friend, right? I go, yeah. She goes, you're Paige, right? That's my original first name before yeah. I changed it to Dallas Page. And she's, and I'm like, yeah. She goes, so am I. I go, so are you what? She goes, my name's Paige. I go, get out of here. She goes, <laughs> so we ended up talking. And about nine months later, I was in Nashville and I got a hold of her and we started dating. And I was, I was broken up with the girl I was with. I, I, I made a decision. I never, going to be with one woman again yeah. ever because you know I, I just i just didn't think it was possible mm -hmm. and so i was dating her i was dating like three different people and the one person became everything i ever wanted like everything so i stopped seeing Paige because she was too young for me and she was a marathoner when i say marathoner I mean, runs a hundred mile races. Oh, wow. You know, she's the chick who puts a, a backpack on and runs through the, uh, the, the, um, canyons on a 170 mile run in six and a half days. Oh, that's like, awesome. She's that, she's that warrior, you know? So I'm thinking, man, I'm never going to be able to keep up with her. Like I'm still a Ferrari but I got 998,000 miles on me. <laughs> and one of the things that she was doing, she was a big Wall Street chick in her right up to her early 30s. And then her mom died of cancer. And she had taken care of her for nine straight months. And it just totally kicked the shit out of her. And at some point, her stepdad wanted to, um, he was going to sell the house because he'd never even been in the bedroom where, his, where her mom was in her stepdad raised her pretty much and uh so her and her sister went to get everything out of there and she found her mom's bucket list in a secret hiding place and it was to climb mount kilimanjaro climb mount fuji see the seven wonders of the world now i know all that while she's telling me that she's already climbed mount kilimanjaro oh, and wow. mount fuji these are serious fucking mountains man mm -hmm. you know they're not hills they're not the Georgia Georgia mountains. That's no. the real shit. And um, 
Like she's done all that shit, and that's the only reason I'm like, man, you you got too much energy. You know, you, we gotta. I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, I, I'm not gonna. You know, we're, I'll break you up without saying that I was. And you know what she did? She thanked me for not just not calling. And thank me for not getting in a fight to try to, to break up. And I was like, wow, that, that never heard anything like that before. Yeah. So I never forgot about it. And about two years and three months ago, maybe a little more than that, maybe four months, two years and four months ago, uh, I was on Facebook and I was single again. And, and, um, and I saw her video come up and she's like, Hey guys, it's really, you know, sad, happy day for me, but it's kind of sad because it's the end of my mom's bucket list. Here I am on the Great Wall of China. Holy cow. About the spreader, the spreader ashes. And I'm like, oh my God. She really did it. Like she did all of the things on list. And she could have finished it like earlier, but she didn't want it to end. Yeah. So it it happened right there. And I'm looking at it. And I pick up a phone. I just hey Paige, just wanna, you know, uh tell you how proud I am of you, blah, blah, blah. I hadn't talked to her in six and a half years. Oh wow. Seven years at that point. Yeah. Seven years. Just left a message. She called me back. We started talking. And at some point, it was once I my, I was already split up with my, my second wife who I married and uh and as soon as we filed the papers and I knew I knew I was done at that point because I tried, tried, tried and it was the best thing in the world ever happened to me. And uh long story short, bringing uh we started talking, but it wasn't gonna be like, oh, let's go to dinner. It was like three months of talking and writing each other before we saw each other. Oh, wow. So nice. it's, it's the last thing she wrote me right before we ended up meeting in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at the same place I ended up marrying her. Um, the same, she had uh, written me, finding one's true love is finding one who speaks your language so you don't spend an eternity translating your soul. Oh, wow. And that's, like, it, it shouldn't be hard. If you find someone who speaks your language, and, you know, Kimberly was great. I love being married to her. She was amazing. I pretty much raised her from, you know, I, I asked her out when she was 20. I was 34. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we were together. And she grew uh, through this life. You know, um, we spoke each other's language, but broken language. You know, mm -hmm. but me and Paige, like, Kimberly's still one of my best friends. Her husband's one of my, works with me and one of my best buddies. Um, like, we're still super tight. She loves Paige. Awesome. So I talked, I talked to my daughter, Brittany, and I rented out the whole hotel, which is only 16 rooms for the boutique hotel for our families and just gave them the rooms. And um, just because I was happy they came. So she has no idea. You have to understand, we also put an invitation. We sent an invitation from Nashville, from Ira, even though he didn't do it, we did it, uh, <laughs> to say he's throwing a red and white Christmas party. We'd love you guys to come. But it was a real invitation. So she saw an invitation. And then when we got to, you know, we're going to Nashville, and I pull off to stay in Chattanooga, She's like, we're going to the 12, aren't we? I'm like, absolutely. It's our anniversary. It's our second year anniversary. 
and I got us a car. It's going to take us to Nashville. It's an hour or so away, you know, but we're staying at Dwell. And looking, when we got down the bottom of the stairs, and then she saw the photographer, and then she looked over and saw her brother. She was like, oh my God. She goes, are we, are we really doing this? Are we doing this? I go, we're doing it. And I brought her into just the family. This is my daughter's idea. I brought her into just the family. There's like 15 of us there. And she's crying and she's so happy. I get on my knees. I ask her to marry me. But I haven't done that yet. And um, she was like, of course, blah, blah, blah. Then we walk back to the area where she thinks we're going to eat. And a hundred friends are there. <laughs> oh, my man. Dude, we filmed everything. So it'll it'll probably come out yeah, probably on Valentine's Day. Nice. And uh, one of my favorite quotes came from Jericho. He, he texted me. I saved this. Uh, it's so funny. Let me, let me tell you what Jericho said. Uh, he said, uh, congrats, dude. What a great idea. You're a classy mofo. <laughs> Paige and Paige. She spells it P-A-Y-G. Now, when someone says go fuck yourself, you can't. <laughs> I can't stop that. That's a good one. <laughs> two, yeah. more, two more questions, DDP, and thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And, you know, you look at the wrestling business is in, I don't even know what kind of spot it's in right now. It just depends, I guess, on what side of the fence you're on. But, you know, you got WWE making fist over dollar. They're doing great. You got AEW starting to pick up a lot of steam. They brought in some big additions. What do you make right now of the landscape of pro wrestling between AEW and WWE here in the United States? I think it's a great time for the fans because there are so many crazy talented kids out there now. I mean, they're crazy. That's the shit that they can do. They're going to pay for it later on. But the shit that they can do is crazy. And the fans get it. Uh, the fans get it that, um, you know, it's kind of like some of the matches are like watching a video game. You know, because there's not a lot of selling. Uh, then there's no selling in a video game at all. Yeah. And they can do go from one unbelievable move to another. And the fans love it. That's where those This Is Awesome comes from, you know, on both sides of it. But when you, they also have other matches that are, whether it's a tag team match or whatever, where they're chanting for the guy or the girl, you know, they, they, you know, they get, get behind them. So it's really like there's some old school there and there's new school and the fans love it. So I think it works. Uh, I'm glad me and Jeff Jarrett, we're at one of the pay-per-views and we, we were watching one of the matches that was just, oh my God. And uh, he looked at me and he goes, you know, dude, I'm so glad I worked in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> I said, me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> these kids today, I mean, the talent level and the endurance, I thought that Kenny Omega and and uh, uh, Brian Danielson was, was the match of the year. 
until I saw Brian Danielson and Hangman. You know, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them the edge, but Kenny's was unbelievable with them. And there's been a lot of great matches. And you, if you notice, that was you know that was a video game slowed down. Yeah. You know, they really told stories. And when you're going real time, you got that time to do it. And the guys know how to do it. And they've got Jake the Snake Roberts there, who's the greatest storyteller ever. You know, I know what I did. And I knew, I learned how to tell stories because of what Jake taught me. Correct. Who, what, what product do you enjoy more watching? And, I, and, I, and you can tell me how much you watch if you can. Do you prefer the AEW product or do you prefer the WWE product? You know, I'm, I got to give the AEW the, 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 you know, the 60-40 thing right now. They are the cool thing on town. You're like The biggest thing that I love about AEW is the fans. Yeah. How the fans react. You know, I wrestled there two years ago, this January, two years ago, and I would never have done it if there was no fans. I and agree. Dusty, you know, Dusty, without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. Cody's like my nephew, and I helped him a lot. Yeah. In the beginning, just with, you know, the, the production side and shit. Everything else is all Cody. You know, I didn't come up with anything. It was all his stuff. Even when I did my match, like, he said, do whatever comeback you do at the end, you know, Dustin's going to do that flying roll, and then QT's going to do a flip over the top because then you go up the top rope. And he never, he never even missed a beat, and he kept talking. And I'm thinking, I'm going up the top rope. <laughs> I love it. Love it. You know, and I look at Butcher, and I, the Butcher, and I didn't realize it until the day we actually wrestled, but. You know, he plays with that band. It's his band, too. Yeah, I forget the name of it. Every, every day, I think it's called Every Day I Die or something like that. But uh, he's a great performer. And I met him two years earlier, Nathan Mowry, who was um, one of the guys who works for me, and the guy who was the director of Jericho's Judas. Okay. And, and they filmed Judas in my GDP Yoga Performance Center. Oh, my and, uh, little info. Yeah. That, that's breaking news info there, Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> yeah, we did that. And, awesome. You know, that, that, that was one of those things that changed Chris Jericho's life. To me, Chris Jericho is the most over guy in professional wrestling. Oh, he's, he's Ric Flair. He's Ric Flair now. He's got 30 years in. He's still on top. He continually reinvent himself. And he can still work his ass off. And, you know, he's been pushing my DDP yoga for 10 years because when he blew his back out and they said his career was over, uh, I had sent him the video of the, of the disabled veteran that I helped. Mm-hmm. And he saw that video and he called me back and he said, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. I remember him I'll telling me that, do. yeah. You know, so it was, this is our 10-year anniversary. So I called him up and I said, dude, because I'm the first guy that he got that was one of the people who, you know, paid to be on his podcast. And he was already telling everybody anyway. You know, so I was so grateful because to get one of the boys to do your shit, 
Yeah. You know, like the reason why AJ Styles does it is because of him. You know, the reason why so many of the boys do it, you know, Dustin and everybody, because of him. You know, they would tell her, you got to do his program. It'll help give you longevity. So, and he's proved it because he's 51 now. I think he's going to, he just turned 52, maybe 51. I think 51. But uh, I just, I, I love it. They're singing his song. And that's got to be the greatest compliment ever. It's the greatest, to me, it's the greatest entrance in wrestling because the people are so involved with it. So I got to give the edge to the people that are the fans and what they're doing. I'm a big uh, Braun Breaker. Yes. You know, Bronson, Bronson Steiner. Yeah, that kid. The guy I was telling you about is 87, right? And what's gonna, what you're going to see? He, he works out with me all the time. Okay. But when Bronson's in town, so does he. Oh, wow. So it, it, there's times where it's me, you know, leaving class, and I got, at the time, 22-year-old Bronson Steiner, Rick Steiner. Uh, I've got Harold Hogue. I don't know if you remember him, Ice Train, big black dude, handsome. Yeah, Ice Train's sons, who are thoroughbreds. And the one's 19 at the time. Uh, the other's like 21. And then I got my wife who's 47. I've got uh, my buddy who's 52. And I've got Ted who's 87. We're all doing the same workout. I love it. All doing the same now because I'm leading it, but they're also modifying wherever they need to, you know? So that's what's really, really cool about, you know, having Bronson in the same room with Ted. And that's when he was going to uh, trial for the... Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And they end up calling him too. You know, because they're calling back guys to like Bronson would actually be playing with the Ravens right now mm-hmm. if he wasn't in an Adam State. And he's like, I ain't going back to football. You know, he is such a natural. He is I've never seen a kid who was made to do this more except for maybe Randy Orton, you know, again, third generation there. He brought the second generation. And, uh, I mean, he's so natural in the ring, it's crazy. You know, he, he's one of those guys that, you know, because I find some of the NXT I find hard to watch. But when he's on, he you you don't change the channel. He just comes off so well through your TV. He doesn't make you want to flip the channel. Yeah, he, he, he's the real deal. And he's being himself. And who else is like that? Is who he's, you know, got the program with, who is Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And he's as good as it gets. He's as good. So he's getting to work with a guy who can go back to 1970, 80, 90, or 2000 and freaking adapt immediately. Because that's how good Tommaso Ciampa is. Yeah. And so, I, I watch that product, and I, and I watch, you know, there's so much you can watch, but I'll, I'll just click on stuff and zip through stuff till I see something and watch something that interests me. And we'll end with this. And why should fans listen to DDP's Snake Pit premiering on January 4th with you, Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake Roberts, and the Podfather, Conrad Thompson? Why should we listen in? Well, if you want to be a fly on the wall, and hear what two Hall of Famers 
you know, who are only 11 months apart, but have two different generations of when they wrestled, you know, <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're like-minded, but we have our own opinions. And, um, a lot of times we do agree, but a lot of times we don't, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's, there's so much negativity that still comes out in wrestling. Like it's still out there where people go shooting on each other and that shit. And you ain't never going to hear that shit with us. <laughs> you know, we're, we're putting a positive platform out there. It was really interesting. My business partner, Steve, who I was telling about, it was a director and all that shit. Um, he, um, he's producing it in the background. If, if, if anything, we need anything. And uh, afterwards, he was like, man, I, I was blown away how inspiring Jake was. Because, yeah, remember, he was with Jake at times when I would go away. And you go back and watch some of the resurrection of Jake the Snake. <laughs> there was a lot of conflict there. And Steve is not afraid to call you on something. But it's Jake the Snake Roberts, you know. And, you know, Jake could be pretty dark, you know, back then. So to see how much he's grown, and he's so happy now. And you know he's 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 he's, he's going to be sixty seven, and he's making more money than he's made you know ever, and just so happy right now. So if you want to drink and you want to be you know give those be thinking about this or that, then tune in. You know if not, if you're looking for negative shit, go watch somebody else's shit. <laughs> I could not agree more than with that DDP Snake Pit. On Podcast Heat, and you can listen to it on all your favorite podcasting platforms starting on Tuesday, January 4th with the WWE Hall of Famers, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake Roberts, and a good friend of yours and mine, the one and only Conrad Thompson. DDP, it's been a couple years since we chatted. You sound well. You sound great. I think you need to get back in the ring. You said two years in January will be the last time you were in the ring. I think we need to see you back in the ring one more time, my friend. You know, I, I might have a diamond cutter or two with me, but that's it, bro. <laughs> I feel I just did a, a DDPY workout that I'm doing with when I have these things called they're my boost. It's my workouts are called jacked. Okay. And these are ones where I, I wear these boost straps that I'm creating, and it's BFR, it's blood flow restriction. I'm getting so strong right now because I'm coming off a shoulder injury that took me down. And like at 64, when I turned 64, right around the time that right before I did uh, the, uh, the my last match at AEW, um, my body was so finely tuned, man. I mean, I felt amazing. That's why I knew I could do it. On my 64th birthday, I decided that to understand what I'm what this challenge is to myself. To do 10 second push ups. Now you lower for 10, you hold three inches off the ground for 10, then you come up like a hydraulic shift. 10, yeah. 9, 8. So it's a 30 second push up done under control, the whole, you know, slow burn movement. I've been able to do eight consistently at that time. And when I was going to the end of my 64th birthday, I've done nine probably five times, and I've done 10 twice. Well, I decided on my 64th birthday, I was going to do 10. It was going to happen. And I got there and I was like, holy shit, I feel like I can get 11. This is all because of these BFR straps that I'm using, blood flow restriction straps. 
because my my density, my muscle, and my strength, it was off the charts. I got eleven, and then I was holy shit, can I get twelve? And I lowered for ten, I held for ten, and I was I was pushing up ten, nine, eight, and either seven or eight because I filmed it. It's up on my shit. I filmed it. I had to lower one knee, and I pushed all the way up. And so right now. I'm building back, and I finally got back up to where I'm getting seven consistently. And I'm like, my goal for my 66th birthday is to try and do 10 again. If I get 10, I'm going for 11. If I get 11, I get 12. It's not supposed to work like that. No. It's not supposed to work like when you get stronger in your mid 60s. But I'm going to be, I'm going to change the face of fitness starting in 2022 and you'll see what, what this whole program I have coming out is going to change lives at a different level. So, I cannot listen. wait. I can't wait. You're going to, we'll have to get, we'll have to talk again and we'll have to set something up because I'm definitely interested in that. And DDP, I've taken way too much of your time, sir. Thank you so much for the time today. It means a lot. It's so greatly appreciated. Looking forward to the podcast coming out on Tuesday and you have a happy and safe Happy New Year, and we'll talk sometime in 2022, my friend. You got it, buddy. All right, thank you. All right, bud. A big thank you to the Hall of Famer, DDP, Diamond Dales Page, self-high-five. It's always a big DDP guy as a kid. And it's been a while since I talked to Dales. I talked to Dales for all in. It was the last time I talked to him, and that created... A lot of controversy, or all out, whatever. I forget which one it was. I think it was all in. And that caused the controversy because he called me out on something in which he was wrong on, and he did apologize. and Or someone through him apologized. So, but it happened. It's here and there, but great always to talk to DDP. One of the best. I love Dallas because he gives nice, good, thoughtful answers. He is a journalist's best friend. And a listener's best friend. Because that's what we want to hear. We want to hear the story. Not just the story, but the story behind the story. So it's always good to hear that type of perspective. And a big thank you to DDP for doing that. Because he doesn't have to. He's a busy guy. He has to sit and talk to jamokes like me. So always a pleasure. It was, it was only supposed to be 20, 25 minutes. And we ended up going over 40. So it was like a little bit over 40. So great for the time. I'm always appreciative. I'm thankful, so thankful for this job. And it means a lot that everyone that listens is always greatly appreciated. So thank you guys so, 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 so much. I thought it was interesting what you said about Jericho. And I think that's going to cause a lot of noise. Because it's an interesting debate. You look at where Chris Jericho was at. At this stage of the game, in still having great Malik DP, he's having great matches. He's getting it. One of the biggest, if not the biggest, reaction when he comes out. People singing Judas. It definitely is a debate, and I imagine Ric Flair is not going to be happy about it because Rick, Rick never is. Rick's never happy. It seems like these days, and that's quite unfortunate because. I don't want to think of Ric Flair as a as a bitter guy, and it seems like Rick is very, very bitter these days. But 
But make sure you guys do listen. DDP Snake Pit via podcast. He, those guys are rocking and rolling. You got the Matt Hardy podcast. They got that, that you know, this podcast now with DDP and Jake the Snake. You got the Ric Flair podcast. So podcast, he definitely bringing it up, bringing it up. I, and I like that. I think it's really, 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 really cool. But there is one bit of news I do want to break down real touch talk about touch on real quickly before we go. And that was before I hit the record button. The UFC I have confirmed was initially confirmed by ESPN. Finally, the grudge match. Jorge Masvidal, Kobe Colby Covington. Headlines. UFC 272 coming up on March the 5th. T-Mobile Arena out in Las Vegas. Catch it on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. I knew something was up when the UFC, when rumblings were, they were shifting Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling, and then they're hoping Alexander Volkanovsky and the Korean Zombie for UFC 273, which is scheduled for April the 9th out in Brooklyn. I was hearing Dustin Poirier, Nate Diaz. I know there had been talks about this fight headlining. I think that shows the star power, and I think the U in the UFC recognize that, that Masvidal's fights with Kamara Usman and Covington's fight with Kamara Usman were because of those guys. And it's no disrespect to the welterweight champion. He's on a hell of a run. But he needed them to get to the point where he's at. And that's not a... That's not a disrespect. No, the UFC doesn't put on non-title fights as the main event. It doesn't happen often. I think the last one was McGregor and Nate Diaz, UFC 202. They don't do this. It doesn't happen. So I give the UFC a lot of credit here. Masvidal Covington, it's going to be a war. It's going to sell a lot of freaking pay-per-views. Let's just be honest. This is... A four, five, six hundred thousand buy pay per view. You know both guys are gonna sell the shit out of it. You know they are. The feud is real, so I'm, I'm looking forward. I look forward to talking to both guys as we get closer to March the fifth. But enough of me. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. I'm not gonna lie. I'm tired. It's almost bedtime. I'm getting very sleepy. It's two kids of mine. You guys, and if you got kids, you guys definitely understand. It's almost my bedtime. But a big thank you to DDP Diamond Dallas Page. Got a podcast coming out. Be for Thursday. Either t- what, tomorrow or Thursday. I haven't fully decided. But it will be with the WBO light heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Smith Jr. Defends the title for the first time on Saturday in Verona, New York, at Turning Point Resort and Casino against late replacement Steve Jeffrard. We talked to Joe Smith about coming down with COVID, the switching of the fight, why he accepted a late replacement a little more than a week before the scheduled fight on January 15th. Who does he want in order if he had to rank it between Canelo Alvarez, Arthur Bedrobiev, and Dmitry Bivol? Talk about that being married. I, I, thought, I thought Joe Handel answered that really well and a whole lot more. So either Wednesday or Thursday, there will be a podcast with the reigning defending WBO light heavyweight champion in the world, Joe Smith Jr. Big thank you to DDP Diamond Dallas Page. Don't forget you can find the podcast on Twitter with Twitter page at Walkaway Fight. 
We have a YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash walkway to fight club. Instagram, walkway to fight club, all in lowercase letters. And one, and you can, we also have a Facebook page. Just type in walkway to fight club. You can find me on Twitter at smealhausenjr. That's S-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N-J-R. Adios, muchachos. This is Stephen Mealhausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>